Hello to everybody. Welcome, Welcome to Jewish. To Jewish. Season two? Oh, It's April 13th, 2021. Do you know we're only two days short of the produ- producer's birthday? We've been having a big birthday oh, uh, scratch here on, uh, on uh, what is this called? Jewishish. And uh, we got the biggest one coming up uh, then. Yes. Thursday. The biggest Aries birthday of all the Aries birthdays. And we've been having a lot of Aries birthdays. But today, we have our usual special Tuesday guest. It is... Oops, hang on. <laughs> hang on, I'm going back. Hello. Hi. We used to be disgusted, but now we got Lashuth. How are you, Lashuth? I'm doing great. How about you? Excellent, good. I have a special uh, musical feature for after you do your thing. Are you ready? I'm going to get a marshmallow. Okay, that's fine. But Lashuth, take it away. What have you got from the world of sodas and shoes today? Well, today we have another uh, mix and mashups of two Izzy flavors that I've reviewed. One is the Izzy uh, Sparkling Apple, and one is the Izzy Sparkling Clementine. The Sparkling Apple is one of our favorites here, I believe, right? Co-host number one, this Izzy Sparkling Apple, hasn't that been a go-to beverage for you lately? I'm drinking that right now. Yeah, did you take it out of the freezer? It's my second favorite. Wait. I'm I'm pulling some for this mix and mashup. Look at that cover. Oh, Wait a second, let me see. I want to see. Oh, that's uh, something. Yes. It looks like what you imagine it to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we would say we would say that the uh, rabbit was pregnant. Yeah. All right. So right now the clementine's kind of rising, and the apple is kind of staying on the bottom. Ah. So. That's um, interesting. We should do this when you come down and. Yeah. Months. Bring bring uh, some yeah. of these uh, clementine izzies. Look look at the color when you mix them. A little bit lighter. A little bit lighter. It's stratified. Yes. So. I'm going to take a sip now. I'm standing. This is the first time I've ever stood for one of your uh, features, Lashuth. You know, it kind of tastes like peach. Really? A little, yeah. I looked at it and I was like, it looks like peach. And I tasted it. And it's that apple, that contrast with the tart clementine. I'm going to take another sip. Well, this, this seems much more successful than the last... Uh, Mix. You've had some pretty disgusting mixes lately. Oh, this... I have. This one is one one that comes out on top. Really? Do you think? Do, do you think it's something that you would drink uh, in a non-experimental situation? Um, no. But I think it's something that I would drink uh, as opposed to combining the last three of the core flavors with each other. Okay. So, so here's a question for you. If. Mm-hmm. If when one of these experiments is successful, it does not produce a beverage that you would actually drink under any other circumstance, why exactly are we doing these experiments? Because one day we will find one that's better. Also, entertainment. 
You're saying this one is okay, but it's not better than an actual just drinking either one by itself. Yes, but I maybe when okay. we mix clementine and blackberry, or when we mix apple and cherry lime. Yeah. We'll, well, the ones that seem to be most readily available here are the blackberry and the apple, so we'd be curious about that those one are, in particular. Those are my two favorite. Okay, well, can we try, maybe we'll mix those next week? That sounds good to me. Okay, and what have you got shoe-wise? Shoe-wise, uh, I actually have a shoe that was inspired by Jimmy Fallon. Excellent. Um, yes, this is, this is a Nike shoe called the Nike uh, Go. By a shoe. And it's uh, it's the first shoe that you put on completely hands free. So you're they basically they did it. Yeah, they what are you talking about? You're I being ripped on, off. I haven't put they, on. I haven't. I, this this is a little bit ageist here. When you get, <laughs> when you get to my age, you always put on shoes hands free. What about the van slip-ons? Well, the, the, I this, slip on my vans all the time. The technology, I think, is really interesting. Because what they did is, they put a hinge in He's the sole. So basically, it kind of folds like a card. And ma it makes a little bit of a little tent. But the heel is attached to the back end. So it kind of opens up like... I'm trying, I'm trying to think of a, of a good word. Maybe if you had like a empanada, and you folded what? it in half. You could see the, the inside, like the domes, or sorry, the, the semicircles. And so you're able to put your foot in, except your uh, your foot's not touching the heel, but then you have to push down, and then it it snaps and it locks your heel in. And so it was, it's it's a made for um, people who are uh, incapable of using their hands to put on shoes, but it's, it's Nike's first uh, hands-free sneaker, so a lot of people, I think, will be trying to get their hands on it, even if they can uh, put put on shoes with actual laces and stuff. This is a shoe that I would love to see. Like, like I'd, I'd love to actually like hold it and check it out because I love that kind of technology. But I feel like it's a little bit unfair for people who actually need this kind of sneaker. So I will not be. Uh, participating that way but I also thought it would be nice to bring it up for the podcast I see so are you saying that this sneaker was manufactured for people who actually need such a um... mm -hmm. I see oh okay, okay. Well, that's, that's good that's yeah Nike's Fly's campaign already has some shoes uh, like like that that are easier to put in like they have an Air Max 90 where the heel like folds down like an accordion. They have um, the heel. Uh, Jordan, where basically you you okay. like all the laces are kind of together on this one panel, and you velcro it off and put it back on. But this is the first truly hands-free one. Hmm. Good. Okay. Well, we're we're for accessibility. That's good. Yeah. No, that's true. I I feel much. I do feel positive about that. That's fine. Yes. Agreed. What's going on there? We're having a little bit of an ex a Mets uh, Oh, because it's a double header. Yeah, they're up three to nothing in the fourth, and McNeil is facing facing Nola with a man on second and no out. Ooh, only you can do forest fire. Everything fell down. I was gonna douse the forest fire for whatever to happen. That pitch is high and outside. You gotta get going because Lashuth and I need to go watch Star Wars in okay. like four minutes. Alright, so the two of you 
I believe, have quite different musical tastes. And this emerges on your Sunday night concerts. You, you listen to quite dif different things. But there's one song that I know you both really like that I happen also to like. And one reason I know you both like it is that I've heard you cover it together. And we're going to have some uh, episodes uh, next month where the two of you are both in one place. And so you'll be uh, recording together. That's and right, so you'll on. be gone. I'll be remote, yes. Yes. <laughs> but I thought we should listen to the one song that I know that you both really like and talk a little bit about what it is that you each like about it and see if we can find some common ground. That sounds wonderful. Wonderful.
So, Lashif, I, I believe you're a big Josh Ritter fan generally. Uh, I don't know. Does that rank up there with one of your favorites of his, or is that just another Josh Ritter song for you? No, it, it does rank up there. It's my favorite song off that album, Sermon on the Mound. Um, one of my one of my favorite memories is, is being over there at your studio playing uh, playing that song with you guys with you on the piano and co-host other co-host on the guitar and uh, and actually I I wrote to uh, I wrote to Josh Ritter maybe a little over a year ago to ask him to come yeah. to my school to speak. Yeah with our songwriting club and he and he agreed except it was right before the pandemic so it didn't happen but i'm pretty sure that i included that little anecdote in uh in the email i really? sent him i didn't know that oh that's lovely i'm honored that you would because uh, i know he's a big person in your uh, pantheon so t- tell us a little bit about that song what it, it, i don't know it's not always possible to do this with songs you like but are there things you can talk about that you particularly like about that song Sure, let me put my headphone in first. Well, I think this might be something that, that only really occurred to me once I was actually trying to play it. But the chord progression is like, it's not one that I've played before, but it all sort of melts together really nicely. And it's eight different chords and takes place over two bars, or two measures, rather. And, uh, and so that's something that I like when I'm playing it. It switches up the flow. Uh, for the lyrics, I mean, like, what's there not to love about a story of, like, uh, a long-lost romance, like, potentially getting revitalized? Um, yeah. I, I, that's very well and I, said. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, just the, the imagery is fantastic. The long nights, the old car, back roads in the boneyard. I, I have a... I have a playlist that your other co-host knows very well called White Lightning because of the lyric in that song. Uh, and it's all Josh Ritter songs. I love the, uh, I myself love the key change that happens uh, at the end of the big guitar lead. I think that's really terrific. When, when your other co-host and I have played that song online at a concert, that's the part where I take over. Yes. Yeah, we trade off. Uh, I remember that. I remember that. That the trade off I remember going particularly well. So what about you? Are there particular things well, you no, like I about that to, song? I wanted to elaborate on what Lashith was saying, um, in terms of the chords, because this is actually a fairly I think Lashuth, uh his orientations are more alt rock. Is is that right to say? Like alt rock and like uh pop and rap and stuff. For sure. And we're yeah. we're more folk oriented and and um, in a way, maybe more part of Josh's world, and and it's a chord progression you see a lot. Dylan loved it, uh-huh. loves it. Um, Sean Colvin demonstrates this. So, so it's a walk down, uh-huh. right? Um, long nights, the old cars, back cars, long like from these days. Exactly, same yes. thing as yeah. Um, but what he does really cool with his song in particular, but another reason this is a cool chord progression is what this actually does um, when you use the full chords is it rises and lowers with every chord, so it's just a straight walk down when you're listening to the bass, but what he does in his song is he goes, he goes 
down, up, down, up, and then he resolves. Mm. Um, and then he extends yes. the resolution right. toward to give it. And he does that over and over, and he, he, he weaves it in so the melody is doing the exact same thing. Breaking hearts and numb on them, come on and it's so good to see you. He, he, so he, he sticks to the same note, but he, he goes up and then a little lower than it on every kind of change. So I think it, he, he's doing something really cool that is maybe kind of insignificant when you process it. But I think he's making perfect use of the chord progression, and that maybe is why we really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, I you know uh, this is a song I heard on the r radio with yeah, you, and um, yeah. he wasn't really on my map before that. But boy, even on first listen, that song kind of blew me away. So uh, I'm glad we uh, all have that in common. And I love the idea that you guys will be get getting to play it again in person uh, next yeah, we'll next do a month. Yeah, yeah, we'll, uh, yeah. Let's uh, have you guys. Uh, we'll remember this program and you well, guys play it together on the podcast. Takeover on this podcast yes um for that that week there i'm gonna I'll have to, in. I'm I'll gonna practice gonna I'll, I'll practice yeah, I'll talking in your voice so they don't know when the takeover is yeah but um we need to introduce our other friend and give him a title so that he can participate yes that's true that'll be important yes he's jewish yes lejuth lejuth oh that's nice <laughs> yeah we're gonna have to do that and speaking of uh, new uh people on and new titles we hope we might get the mice pro back oh tomorrow. that's right, that yeah, right? We'll yeah. We'll good we'll see yeah, good maybe. okay so thank you guys i think this has been uh, a very different episode for us it was even uh, you know as if it was human beings speaking to each other so um uh do you want to take take us out with those chords again or should we do the usual uh yeah, the chords in yeah. the background it'll be a little less rocky yeah all right, thank you, Lashuth, very much. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. And yeah, if you just keep playing, we can fade it out using the technology, right? Sure. Yeah, good. Okay. Don't eat paper. Don't eat paper. Don't eat paper. Don't eat paper.